Hello, I'm Brian Murgatroyd and welcome to the ICC Review. And India are off to the perfect start. And he's done that, but it's gone the distance. And it's a finish. Even round is sitting down. He wanted to chip it over extra cover. One bounce for four. Instead it's six. Instead it's a win for India. Virat Kohli and KL Rahul's superb 165-run partnership inspired the hosts to claim their first win in the tournament. Oh, crunched up his nose, well kicked in the deep, but another 50, the master of the chase is into his work. And a very good half-century there for KL Rahul as well. He's taken him 72 balls, five boundaries. Ravindra Jadeja's three-wicket haul also played an important role in India's win, and we'll hear from him later on in the show. Thanks to Spotify. I'm delighted to say that we're joined by Dinesh Kartik. DK, thanks very much for being with us. And I guess the first question has to be, is it all about that dropped catch? In the air, could it be a fourth? Oh, put down! Virat Kohli put down on 12. India were 20 for three at the time. And after that, they never looked back. It feels that way, isn't it? That was a very, very important moment in the game. A simple catch. We're talking about Virat Kohli, the master of chases. And you drop him that early when the pressure was on India. India were on the match. Australia had bowled really well in that first spell. And here was the opportunity in many ways to open up that middle order. But they dropped a simple catch. And the rest is history, as they say. He just marched on and got another brilliant 50 and took India to much safer waters. What can we say about Virat Kohli? We almost run out of superlatives, don't we? But it really was another masterclass from him this evening, wasn't it? It's the right way to ask the question. What can you say about him? I think everything has been said and done. In ODI cricket, he will go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest. He is an absolute treat to watch. You can, you can just keep using adjectives, but it just doesn't seem to be enough for the man. He just puts up one performance after another. The hunger is never ending. Come at the man, come at the pressure, come at Virat Kohli for Team India. With Virat Kohli's performance, does that mean some of the attention won't be on Kale Rahul? And, and he probably deserves it because not only was he excellent with the gloves, but he was also really outstanding there with the bat when he had to be. It's great that you bring up K.L. Rahul's name for a start, not only with his batting, but also his keeping. The catch that he took of Manas Labushin was a brilliant one. And then the way he absorbed pressure. At two for three, it could have been a telling blow if they had got his wicket because, you know, Hardik Pandya, as we know, has obviously been batting well. But Jadeja and Ashwin, on the other hand, haven't had enough batting. And that could have been a critical wicket at that stage. But the way he just batted through that, showed the composure, just had the right tempo at the start, and once things started settling down, played those lovely little late cuts and the cover drives that we're all used to seeing KL Rahul play. And again, here is a man who's time and again showed us in the near past that he's really good when it comes to absorbing pressure. And that's an art in itself. It's a skill to be able to play the, to the right tempo under pressure. And this is a World Cup game. It's a World Cup opener for Team India in home conditions on a pitch which is obviously aided spin, but the fast bowlers have done the damage. He comes there, shows his skill with the bat, knows how to play with the new ball, has got a test hundred in Lords and shows all of that skill and then goes on to then, you know, 
not only force the pace, but also play some lovely shots through that. DK, I've got a couple of questions to ask you about the pitch. You mentioned it there. I'm just wondering, did it change in character between the two innings? Did it turn less in the second innings due to some due? Or was it simply the excellence of the Indian spinners in that first innings that uh, highlighted that uh, there was the opportunity to take advantage of those conditions and that Australia's spinners simply weren't good enough to do that? Indian spinners were fabulous. You've got to understand, they had two out of the three were finger spinners and they used the conditions to good effect. Kuldeep Yadav bowls at a lovely pace and he's been at the top of his game. So all three bowlers complemented the wicket and the conditions that were available for today. But the Australian bowlers lacked another finger spinner. India had three. Australia just had Maxwell, who's a finger spinner. Zampa didn't have a great day today and can happen to anyone. But the fast bowlers did really well. But the spinners, compared to the Indians, were definitely not to the quality what Indians bowled today. The pitch, it's a very interesting one because in the afternoon it was dry. And generally when the pitch is dry, it tends to crumble and get worse. But because the lights were on and probably a little moisture, it did feel like it got a lot better to bat on. But again, it's a little hard to say that's the only case because if you had had another left-arm spinner, say Ashton Agar for that matter, things could have looked very different. Are Australia going to regret that decision to replace uh, a spinner in the side with uh, Manus Labashane uh, when uh, Ashton Agar was injured? I would like to believe no. And I only say that because who was left? They had Tanvir Sangha, who was a leg spinner. They have Mitchell Swepson, who's not been in the scheme of things for some time. Again, he's a leg spinner. The only other option would have been Matthew Kuhneman. Now, he doesn't have the ODI experience. To bring him on board and straight away give a World Cup to him will be really a lot to ask for from a young man. Yes, he's done well in Test cricket in India, but playing white ball cricket is a different kettle of fish altogether. And just for these, you know, just for this one game, if you're thinking that you could have had a left-arm spinner, it's again going to be hindsight. I would, do- I would not fault the selectors only because of lack of option. I'm going to ask you one more question about the pitch and pitches, DK. Were you happy with the surface? It it obviously had something in it for the spinners during the first innings, and we saw the seamers with the new ball were ultra impressive. It's a complete contrast, isn't it, to the, the type of surface, say, we saw in Delhi on the previous day when we had a record run aggregate between South Africa and Sri Lanka. My personal view always is that I like to see something in the pitch for uh, the bowlers, even if it's 2020 cricket. I like a a competitive encounter between bat and ball. But the fashion these days is very much for limited overs cricket, white ball cricket to be a batter's game. Where do you sit in this debate? I sit right in the middle of it. And I say that only because for T20 cricket, I would love for it to be a lot more batting friendly. I don't mind low scoring chases when I say low scoring I mean the 250s and the 260s where there's a bit of chess in between the bowler has a say as well you just can't come there and keep hitting the ball on the up there's no turn stepping hitting through the line and you know doing all sorts of gimmicks as a batter and getting away with it for for a long period of time I like the fact that the bowler has a role in ODI cricket and that I feel will be one of the critical parts of ODI cricket garnering interest back again. If it's too batsman dominated, it'll be a, a touch too long for it to be one-dimensional. I believe in test cricket, it should be pretty much bowler-oriented a lot more. In in ODI cricket, 50-50 is good. Any scores between 230 to 260, and if they can be consistent in terms of how the pitch plays throughout the match, I think it'll, give, it'll make for some good ODI cricket. And today, we can say it turned, but you also have to turn around and see how well the Australian fast bowlers used that. 
they they brought the ball back in a couple of early wickets from due to swing so a bit of everything was there it looked like the spinners did really well for india and rightly so but you also shouldn't forget bumrah got a couple of wickets so there is a little bit for the fast bowlers and the australian fast bowlers exploited that but the spinners not following through with that is probably why we are looking back at it and going maybe it was too spin dominated but i would say it was a game where all the bowlers had something in it now is all rosy in the garden for india obviously a convincing win in the end i suppose there could be questions about hardik pandya he only bowled those uh, th- those three overs although conditions certainly weren't seema friendly at that time and the spinners did a fantastic job and then of course three ducks in in the indian innings rohit sharma ishan kishan and also uh, shreyas iyer there are still areas that india can improve it's only one game into the tournament after all you don't want to be reading too much both teams have shown vulnerability in different areas and that's okay at the start of the tournament you don't want to play the perfect game at the start of the tournament you want to be gaining momentum playing good games and as you come to the back end of the tournament you want to be playing your best cricket so i wouldn't be looking too much into it all i would say is both teams fought at different points of time yes india were the better team for larger parts of the game today and you can see the result coming through rather easily for india but if that partnership wasn't there we would be sitting here and having a very different conversation now from an australian perspective david warner got in made 41 steven smith got in made 46 manas labashain got in made 27 batters getting in but they're not going on with it that really is an issue isn't it and, uh, and australia are going to have to do a little bit of soul searching there and saying what could we have done differently to ensure that somebody went on and made a big score on these kind of pitches the fact that you can rotate strike comes to the fore and if they had done that a little better which seems to be a skill which is very hard to master these days because the fact that boundary hitting has become the fad for today for in this new day and age it looks like this art of playing singles is reduced tremendously and you could see in these kind of hard pitches when boundary hitting can be harder it becomes even more obvious now played 1-1-1 for india how important was it for rohit sharma's side to get off to a winning start in a home world cup with all the expectation and hullabaloo that surrounds that extremely important there is a lot of pressure on team india a lot of expectations and for them to have started this way will give them a lot of confidence apart from the hiccup in the first three overs i think things went really well for them in the field with the ball and for majority of the uh, with the bat as well now dk all the teams have played in the tournament now what have been what have your impressions been obviously south africa and new zealand have been really really impressive what what have your key takeouts been from uh, one match for each side now in the tournament teams that we thought are going to have an easy run could obviously find it a lot lot more different to what they thought it would be uh certain lower ranked teams uh, have fared re- rather poorly some teams have fought a little better than what i thought so it's been a mixed bag i must say different teams doing different things and surprising a little bit uh, not many saw england being blown away by new zealand not many saw netherlands competing against pakistan and the other hand you had a couple of one sided games where sri lanka didn't fight enough and afghanistan surrendered rather meekly So it's been a World Cup which has had a rather passive start, but with a bit of surprises too. And India's next outing against Afghanistan in Delhi before the blockbuster against Pakistan in Ahmedabad. They look well placed at this stage, but it's early doors. You don't win a tournament in in the first week, do you? True. They're looking good. The bowlers have looked 
sharp. The spinners have looked the part. Their middle order batting, Virat Kohli and KL Rahul especially, have come good for them yet again. They did that in Pakistan against Pakistan in Asia Cup, again today in the World Cup uh, opener. So there are some ominous signs. Team India has, has been playing some consistent cricket. The confidence is seen. They believe that they can do something special here and it's been a good start for them. And just finally, the side that India have beaten in their first match, Australia. Their next match is against South Africa. They might have a few scars there because, of course, they've come into this tournament off the back of a series against South Africa where they were 2-0 up and they ended up losing that series 3-2. How important a game is that one for Australia now in Lucknow? Extremely important. I only say that because you've got nine games to play in the tournament. If you're going to be 2-0 after two games, you're going to be really struggling. So it's important that they put a good match together. And if you look at bilaterals, and if you remember the New Zealand versus England bilaterals, England blew them away in the games that they won. Yes, it was 2-2, but they blew them away. They literally played one-sided games when England won. But in the World Cup, it was a different story altogether. New Zealand dominated them with the bat. And I would like to think that Australia have the same potential to do that against, against South Africa. They are a good unit. If their batters come good, their bowling looks very strong for me, especially the fast bowling attack. It's only the spinners need to come to the party and you would expect them to come because the one thing you'd have to realise is on slightly slow pitches, which aid spin, Australia will find it a bit of an issue because they don't have the third spinner. The wonderful Dinesh Kartik is part of the ICC's One Day International Men's Cricket World Cup. Download the app and never miss a ball. Okay, we know how important spin bowling is in the subcontinent. Well, we caught up exclusively with Ravindra Jadeja just before the One Day International Men's Cricket World Cup, thanks to Spotify. And the 34-year-old says it's an honour to play in a Cricket World Cup on home soil. It's very special because my first World Cup in India. So, the fans of India are very excited because... हमारी टीम है अभी सभी एरियाज में बैलेंस है ऐसा कुछ भी नहीं कि हमें कोई भी एक पर्टिकुलर एरिया में वीक है ऐसा कुछ नहीं है और जो इंडिया के फैंस उनकी एनर्जी उनका जो कॉन्फिडेंस उनका जो फेथ है हमारे ऊपर वो बहुत ही ज़्यादा है कि हम जब भी भी इंडिया में खेलते कोई भी सीरीज़ खेलते तो वो इतने नंबर्स में मैच देखने आते पूरा स्टेडियम भरा हुआ रहता है तो मेरे ख्याल से वर्ल्ड कप में भी बहुत ही इंटरेस्टिंग होगा और एक्साइटिंग होगा कि इंडिया के क्राउड के सामने खेल रहे होपफुली हम अच्छा करेंगे और फाइनल तक जाएंगे और वर्ल्ड कप जीतेंगे दैट्स ऑल फॉर नाउ रिमेंबर टू फॉलो द आईसीसी रिव्यू ऑन Spotify एंड वेयरएवर यू लिसन टू पॉडकास्ट्स एंड यू कैन फाइंड अस ऑन सोशल मीडिया विद द हैंडल @icc